0: If you're a first or second time guest with us this morning or watching us on Facebook we're really glad that you're here really I don't say that every Sunday just as a thing to say but we do want to welcome you we are really glad today we're going to be starting a new series on the Holy Spirit today's the intro um, it's not really a sermon but, uh, our goal here at light and life is that you don't just experience another church but that you experience something different that, uh, honestly, like people out there can't handle us. Uh, people in this community, there are certain people in the community, they, they don't know what to do with us. They can't even describe us. So they have to come up with words like, oh, they're a cult. Or they're charismatic. You know, put your label maker away. But if you want to stick one on me, it ain't, ain't going to stick. You know, label makers don't labels don't stick with me. I, I just... Listen, this is all I want. This is all I want. This is all I want. I'm not trying to build a big church and I'm not trying to impress you. I just want more of this. I want more of that here on earth, right? So we're just calling heaven down. And when heaven comes down, it makes people uncomfortable. Oh, man, are they cultish? <laughs> well, you know, first of all, the cult leader, usually in a cult, a cult leader will call himself the Messiah. <laughs> This little gray duck is not going to do that. And then he asks you to drink some funky Kool-Aid and tell you it'll set you free and it actually kills you. (laughs) We want you to experience the Father, the Son, and here's one that doesn't happen in a lot of churches, and the Holy Spirit. We do. We don't think that we're more special than other churches we don't we know this is happening in other churches we know that we're not trying to to uh, single ourselves out and say we're the only ones that's doing it the the way God wants it that's not what we're saying I'm just seeing so many churches walking away from this I don't get it and I'm the one that's going to be held accountable someday for leading you that way so when I get up to heaven I want my father to say well done pastor well done you didn't leave a piece of it out I don't care if I upset you with it because I get upset by it sometimes and I wrestle with it the Holy Spirit comes in as we're going to be learning over the next couple weeks he just says calm down dude that's just your flesh relax so that made you uncomfortable this morning who cares that was me so get over your uncomfortableness Because what I want for people when they come to light in life, I want their lives to be transformed. I want them to feel me walking around the room. So there's no notes today. I just want you to listen with your hearts today. Can you do that? I don't want you to be distracted with notes. Yes, there'll be some PowerPoint. We're going to have a little fun with some of that. But I just don't want you to be distracted. I think there's something, something big is about to happen. Okay? Not just today, but throughout this. So I just, I wondered... If you've ever had a best friend growing up maybe in your neighborhood when you were younger and you guys used to hang out all the time nothing could separate the two of you and then as time went on the two of you became distant right it's pretty common right one of you might have moved away and and then you stopped staying in touch with one another Uh, maybe there was a misunderstanding between the two of you and you just stopped talking maybe you even believed that they took something from you and so you didn't trust them anymore maybe someone told you a lie about that person that was probably not true but you believed it and then you didn't want anything to do with them anymore and it's possible that you're even here today and you don't really know why you grew distant and cold from them it just you were best friends in ninth grade and all of a sudden in 10th grade this is what happened to me they chose a different set of friends that I chose and you just kind of grew apart and then for some of us years later all of a sudden we bump into the people that used to be our best friends as, as children and you renewed and you restored the relationship and although you missed a lot of life events together you end up picking up right where you left off I just was curious by a show of hands has anybody ever experienced that like connecting with a long lost friend years later well can I tell you that this is, when I was studying this out, this is what happened to me. I, uh, there's no shame in God, right? There's no shame. Um, so I'm not ashamed of this. Um, but as I was reading these books and just getting into the Word of God and the scriptures that they were portraying, I bumped into my best friend again. After years of feeling like we hadn't hung out in a long time. And I stopped reading and stopped studying and I renewed and restored that relationship. And you know, the moment I did, I started getting healing in my body, like right away. And I've been crying for healing for my hips for a long time. And I can stand here today and tell you, I have no more pain and, and nobody laid hands on me. I didn't feel some warm, warm, glowing thing in my hip. It, I, I honestly think it was because the Holy Spirit showed me how to pray for my hips. This, this friend that I used to hang out with, we were so close at one point that I actually tattooed him on my lower leg. I have a tattoo of him on my lower leg. That's how close we were. And you would think if, if we were that close, how could you ever grow apart? Right? That's what we usually ask, and yet we did. So, I want to introduce you to my long-lost friend today and throughout this series. Do you know what his name is? Holy Spirit yes and I'm going to pray now and I'm going to invite him I know we've already somewhat done that but like officially like we are going to invite him into this series we're going to invite him into our lives and we're going to invite him again into our church because I don't think he can handle enough invitations to come I think he loves that he loves to be longed for and desired he's a jealous spirit did you know that he's jealous and so if you long for something else he's not going to show up If there's no invitation, he's not gonna come. I want you to get to know my best friend and make him your best friend too. And some of you may say, well, we don't have to invite him, he's already here. Well, that just tells me that there's a lot about the Holy Spirit you don't understand. That's okay. It's okay. Ignorance is okay when it comes to the Word of God, as long as you're studying and looking and trying to understand. One of those things that you don't understand is that he loves to be invited. And he waits for an invitation. He wants permission to be a part of your life. He wants permission, pastors, if I can look at Facebook. Pastors, he wants permission to be a part of your church. Instead of just talking about it, he wants to be invited. Right? It's just how he functions, and and we're going to teach you about that. You may say, well, I already have him. I received him at salvation. That's correct. But I'm, I'm wondering, as I was... Thinking about those people that are just taking a scripture and going, well, I have met salvation, and we're gonna read that scripture today, actually. I believe that. But have you grieved him? Have you grieved him since then? Did you know that you can actually chase him away? Katie reminded us on Wednesday that he's like a dove. He's gentle. Doves are gentle. They're skittish. Any quick movement, any fear, they're gone. They're sensitive. And my guess is that whatever you followed, whether you have followed Christ one day or 30 years, um, that there's a lot that we don't know about the Spirit of God. There's a lot that I forgot about the Holy Spirit. I can admit that. And I've just now re-engaged my relationship with Him. And we're going to explore all of the attributes of the Holy Spirit and what Scriptures have to say about His role in our lives. But can we just start the sermon? Even if you don't understand Him or anything I just said, I'm going to teach you so much about Him that we're going to get to that later. Can we just start, even if you don't understand Him, can we just start by inviting Him into our lives and into this place? Can we? Into our church. Like to stay and linger and never leave. That means we have to be careful what we bring into the room. Let's ask him to give us insight and wisdom about him that we have never had before. I don't think I have him fully figured out. I just have a piece of him figured out. And I'm going to try to share that with you with the help of these authors that I'm going to show you in a minute. Will you join with me in your hearts? forget about all your bad past experiences with Holy Spirit because a lot of us label the Holy Spirit as a charismatic dude and that's you putting a label on him and that's also putting a label on him that does belong there he is charismatic You're, the word's just so negative today because of people who have abused the gifts of the Spirit he's a charismatic dude he is whew, wow read the Bible and find out when the Spirit walks in the room what happens People don't even stay on their feet. Let's invite him in. Let's be unified for once in this prayer. Just let let everything, I don't know, maybe he's going to reveal himself to you right now just as we pray and you don't even need to hear the rest of what I have to say today. Maybe some of you just needed this. Maybe just some of you just needed to know that God is still real and active in your life and the Holy Spirit's going to point out to you right now when you invite him in. I'm still here we're going to get through this Holy Spirit
1: we repent
0: for grieving you in any way for our sin and our our ignorance and our lack of attention just ignoring you for just getting caught up in this life and and literally just doing it without you. We repent for believing in God and accepting Jesus but leaving you out of the picture. We are sorry for grieving you. And we invite you to come back into our lives, into our church, into the leaders of this church. And, And our attitude is we don't care what people out there label us as we just, we, this, is our, this is our heart come what may wh- whatever happens because we're inviting you we'll deal with it if we have to explain lightning bolts and smoke coming out of the out of the roof of the church and fire departments showing up because they think our church is on fire when actually it's just the presence of God we'll deal with that stuff we don't care about what other people think about us will you come manifest yourself and and I know your heart I know your heart now that now that we've re-engaged our friendship and you're reminding me of what your heart is your heart is to reveal who the father is and who Jesus is Jesus wanted to reveal the father and now you want to reveal Jesus to us and you're the one that manifests all the promises and all the gifts that they've given us you're the one we've been lacking we forgot about your role we forgot about the trinity don't want you to be grieved anymore we'll get into this later but you know what you know so everybody labels holy spirit as the charismatic dude but you know what you know what he loves to manifest the most i believe peace now who could who could use peace in today's society in today's world in, in your workplace or your home where your husband or your wife won't come to church with you and argues with you all the time about God who, who could use some peace Well, guess who brings that You're, you've been crying out to God Jesus and it's Holy Spirit right there waiting to manifest peace in your life so, so Holy Spirit we are inviting you to bring peace bring wisdom and understanding this is a tough subject some of us have had some, a lot of bad baggage from the past that we need to let go of and we've judged you wrongly we've judged your gifts wrongly of a couple people who abused them and we are so, so sorry come and dwell in our temple wreck us rock us transform us overwhelm us make us into people who walked in one way and are going to walk out in a way now where the world's going to be shaken by our presence you hear that folks? In a good way, not a bad way. But it may be ugly at times when the presence of God walks in the room. But We know, Holy Spirit, when you're with us and we walk into the room, we have the fragrance of Christ and we don't have to utter a word. And people sense that there's something just happened when they walked into the room. Something just happened when he walked or she walked into the grocery store. strangers would come over to us with their grocery cart and say, I don't know what it is about you, but, but something just kept telling me to come over and tell you about my grandmother. And I know I don't know you, and I know I'm probably freaking you out. We can go, no, 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 actually, you're not. Because God showed me a picture of you last night in my dream. Literally a detailed picture of your face and what you were wearing. I was looking for you when I came in. What? This is the stuff we're going to learn the way the Holy Spirit operates in our life and his role in our life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That after we repent and and forgive that you want to restore the relationship. So we just restore that as we go in and talk about you. uh, Holy Spirit, help me not to misrepresent you in any way. Help me not to misrepresent Jesus Christ The Messiah the Son of God and God the Father, the creator of all things. Holy Spirit help confusion and doubt to stay out of the room and in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit you help the spirit of religion to be cut in half and destroyed and let's cut the head off the spirit of religion and in order to do that we have to forget we have to forget Some of the things that we were taught that were wrong and and just open our eyes and open our spirit to the truth of God's word. You don't have to believe Mark Lutcher. Believe the word. And So we cut the head off the spirit of religion in the name of Jesus right now. In me and in everybody in this room and anyone listening to this. Because I know there's scriptures you can quote. There's, There's an argument to be had. There's a debate to be had. But help us not for that not to be religion. But to be from sincere hearts who are truly seeking the truth of God's word. Jesus' name, amen. So I want you to know up front that I have put a lot of study into this series. I do not take this lightly. I want to represent the Spirit well to you. Uh, I've never did a series on the Spirit. Um, it's a little daunting. It's like doing a series on the Book of Revelation. It's a little daunting, and uh, I I wouldn't want to wish it on anybody, really, um, because there's the chance that you misrepresent him and teach wrongly about him. And so, just be in prayer for the team, because if some of the leaders feel led to do a sermon, I know Ernie's working on one. I've, I've challenged Alan to do one. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they will, but we just we're going to just hang out here if it takes for all year, okay? Because because. This is a very important topic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of questions, perhaps even some debates. Listen, that's okay, because we encourage that here at Light in Life. Just make sure you're going to the right people for your answers, okay? Make sure that even if you disagree with what's being said, that your words are not causing division. That is sin, right. Right? right? And my only agenda is to teach and engage you with the Spirit of God. It's not to make this church more charismatic. And if you don't do that, I won't do that. It's not my goal to have more speaking in tongues and more prophecy. That's not even an inkling of what I want to do. Will we talk about tongues? Of course, because it's one of the Spirit's language. So we have to talk about it. You can believe what you want to believe about it, but I'm just going to show you what the Word of God says. I want to show you, to start this out, like I said, this is just an introduction, but I really think these books, if they did to me what they did to me, they'll do it to you. And so I just want to show you some of the books that I've read to get set up for this um, and that I highly recommend you read. The first one is this one um, from John Bevere. It's called The Holy Spirit in Introduction. He wrote it with his son, Addison. Uh, I started out by reading this book, and then I signed up for the online course that he provides on his webpage Uh, And the reason that I loved John Bevere and the way he approaches any subject is that he uses a lot of Scripture to back up what he believes. And that's what I love about him. And so this next book may surprise many of you older Christians, um, because just like with Jim Baker, we've judged this man from a distance. Uh, It was not on my list, but it was recommended to me by someone in the church. And it was, check that out. Benny Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Listen, regardless of what you think or heard or saw on TV, this man in this book radically changed my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I will never be the same again because of Benny Hinn's journey with the Holy Spirit. Regardless of where he is today, he, he's even publicly now apologizing for some things that he did. Be careful what you do in your heart Amen. towards a man that you don't know. That's right. Okay, This is an old book. So it was early on. I'm just saying, if I could make you read it, I would. I laughed and cried all the way through it, and at some points I had to put it down, and I just stopped and prayed with all of my heart to the Spirit of God. That's what this book made me do. It restored my relationship. I ended up having some incredible moments with my long-lost friend because of this book. Now this next book we're probably going to glean from at the end of the series, it was just sitting on Angel's bookshelf and she just handed it to me one day and it sat there for weeks and I never touched it because I just thought, well, I don't know the author so why would I read it, you know, because I want to be careful who I'm gleaming from. Well, then I googled uh, Sarah Bowling and found out that she's Marilyn Hickey's daughter. Marilyn Hickey, some of you may know her. Uh, Sarah is the founder of Saving Moses. And basically it's, a, it's an organization that goes all over the world and saves babies who are in need. They provide milk. And, and one interesting thing I thought that I think Christians would be uncomfortable with is, uh, I heard her giving a testimony because I was really just checking her out. And uh, uh, they, they, they provide babysitting in places like Taiwan where prostitution is legal. And they take care of the babies because the babies are usually left home alone for 10 to 12 hours at a time, alone, newborns, and little toddlers, because they don't have babysitters, and you know, the, the, the label that prostitutes get, nobody wants anything to do with them, so they provide babysitting, wow. feed them, and clothe them, and take care of them, and show the love of Christ to these prostitutes, wow. this is what it's really like, this, this is when you run into a real Christian, this is what it looks like, Now you know they probably minister to those girls and probably try to lead them out of that lifestyle. You know that. Come on. Don't judge from a distance. This book is going to help us with the practical day by day. What it looks like to be in step with the Spirit. I really got a lot out of it and I wasn't expecting to. So I highly recommend all three of those books. I'm on a journey to start my fourth book uh, because I don't know how long we're going to be hanging here. I'm hoping to get five read by the time we're done. Um, so I'm heading towards Billy Graham next, I think, and Pastor Josh recommended some books. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens, okay? Listen, I'm not apologizing, but, but today is going to be more of a rant than a sermon, because Katie taught me a new game. It's called the rant game. You just pick a subject and you just rant for as long as you can until you run out of words. And so we played it on New Year's Eve, and it was pretty funny. I thought it was stupid at first, but then when I heard Josh's rant, I laughed through the entire thing. So, yeah. So, I want to give you a, the reason that this series is so crucial for our lives. So, this is the introduction. But, so, I don't know if there's been a sermon that I've been more excited about, but also more humbled to bring to you. I believe that I have never yet nor ever will preach a more important one in my entire life. Why do I say that? Because, one... We have so many new converts in this church who know nothing about the Holy Spirit. They just don't. That's okay. Look at this exchange in Acts 19, So just so you don't feel alone. While Paulus was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? In other words, do you know anything about the Holy Spirit when you came to salvation? And they answered, no, we've not even heard that there even is a Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? And they said, Well, John's baptism of water, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. A lot of new believers just don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. And they... they, then they just get a taste of heaven on earth what it can be like they just get a little taste they don't get the full taste they don't get the three course meal ooh that's good i never said that before trinity thank you spirit for that they they just get the salad and then they get the main dish but they don't get the dessert ooh thank you holy spirit that's only the holy spirit i can't come up with that stuff ooh there's so many ways that you can explain the Trinity. And I'm going to use one that John Bevere uses, but you've probably all heard the egg and the yolk thing. I don't, even, I don't even know if I can remember it, but he came up with a really good one or that he heard about water. So I'm going to share that with you. But we could just do the three-course meal. <laughs> I want some dessert. Yes. We're going to talk more about this. But two, the second reason that we need to do this is we have so many Christians in this church who know very little about the Holy Spirit. Three, there are a lot of Christians who have grieved the Holy Spirit and they don't even know it. Did you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit? Let's look at Ephesians 4, two verses. Ephesians 4 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And then another verse. Oh, this is just a second version in the New Living Translation. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. And he just kind of extended it to by the way you live. Of course, we'll talk about what grieves him, how to avoid it in your life. You're not go- Listen to me, and I just, I don't, I'm not trying to get attendance up. You are not going to miss one piece of this. You may come in the next week, and if you go on vacation, then you need to watch it online or get the CD before you come in the next week, because you may come in completely confused. You're not going to want to miss one piece of this. I don't care about the weather. You just figured out. If we have to come get you with a four-wheel drive, if you want to come, you just scream, and we'll come get you, okay? You may have to scream loud. The fourth reason is the new church growth model. Listen, the the fourth reason is because the new church growth model in America today and all over is to kick the Holy Spirit out and invite JT in. Do you know who JT is? Jesus Timberlake. I mean, Justin Timberlake. Now, there's nothing against Justin Timberlake, but they're playing rock and roll music to try to get people to come. And that's how they're starting their service by bathing it with rock and roll music about sex. And I mean, I was at a church, could not believe the lyrics of the song. Pastor Josh had to point it out to me because I was just into the rhythm. I'm a rhythm guy. So I get into, sorry, that totally looked like a really dumb movie I saw once. I get, into the, I get into the rhythm and I don't listen to the lyrics. And Pastor Josh said, Mark, do you know what you're singing? I'm like, well, I'm really not singing. I'm just humming. He goes, yeah, but you need to listen to this. I can't even believe they're playing this in a church. I was, I was like Devastated. This is how they want to usher in the presence of God. Just to reach more people. You know what the Bible says? Do not use worldly methods. You don't need them. When you have the Spirit of God, you don't need to use the world's methods. And plus, it's not your job to grow the church. It's the Spirit's job. It's God's job, right? Come on. I know you're sick of hearing me say this, but I'm really sometimes just speaking to pastors. Okay? Not that I think I'm the perfect one, but a lot of pastors need to just stop being ruled by fear. Right. They're being driven and led by the spirit of fear. And because of bad experiences with, charismatic, with the charismatic movement, you know, because some human people abuse the gifts, now we walk away from the word of God and the Trinity? It's the Trinity for a reason. There are three people involved. God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why are we leaving one out? Why are we kicking one out? Why are we breaking up the unity of the Trinity? I don't get it. I want you to think about it this way. When it comes to the work of the church, typically in most normal churches, it's the core group of people that do everything. Five to ten people. In larger churches, obviously, it's bigger than that. They're the only ones serving in most of the places. We, we are way better than that, by the way. We are, we're killing it, but we still have a lot of people who are just sitting there right? All the work cannot be accomplished with the core group doing everything. Those people tend to burn out very quickly and eventually move on to another church because they don't understand where everybody is. And they felt like they were doing everything by themselves. But think about this. If everyone is unified, I want you to think about that. If everyone is serving, if everyone is unified, can you imagine the great things we can accomplish? What if only 30% of us tithe? Because that's probably the average. I don't know. If only 30% of the people tithe and there's no unity in tithing, then we're never going to reach our potential as a church. But if everyone is unified, then we would not have to pray to God for money for a new building. We wouldn't have to. We wouldn't have to take up special offerings. We would be looking for ways and asking God, how do we get rid of this overabundance? Our silos are overflowing with goods. Come on, right? What if only a few of us use our talents? How much of the kingdom of God is going to be built in our city? I wonder if that's why the Lord isn't delaying His second coming. Because so many Christians are burying their talents, and so not everyone's hearing the word. But if everyone is unified, not only can the pastor stop begging you to sign up for things up front, we will build the kingdom of God all over the world. The Spirit led Alan here. The Spirit led Ernie and Lynette here. The Spirit led Carissa here. The Spirit led you here if this is your home. He is sending us people who have international mindsets. Katie. We never did missions before. We went to Russia. That was the first time in like, I don't know, 10 years. It took 10 years Before the church, since I've been here, that even took a missions trip. And now we're international. We're all over the place. Australia, Panama, Russia. Think about the unity of gifts being used in a church. I'm telling you right now, if we are all unified in using our talents, there is not a big enough piece of property in this area for us. There's not. It will not be able to contain a group of Christians who are unified in using their talents. That is a force that's unstoppable. So I just want you to think about this. There's more power in unity. There's more force in unity. There's more momentum in unity. There's more power, there's more force, and there's more momentum. And when it comes to the Trinity, you have a choice. When it comes to the Trinity, you can have a little bit of God, maybe a little bit more of Jesus, and you can choose to have nothing of the Holy Spirit. You can. You get to choose. Maybe because he freaks you out. Maybe you think he's Casper the ghost. You don't understand him. But I want you to think about the person who understands the power that comes from all three persons in their life. Think about that person. More power. More force. More momentum. Unstoppable by anything that this life can throw at them. Including cancer. And the loss of a spouse divorce the loss of a job the loss of a church let's let's be honest as christians when the church is in sin and lets us down we leave and we say we'll never go to church again because one man failed or three people in the church failed hello you kind of were in a room of humans so eventually that was going to happen and i'm not saying you shouldn't have left especially if the leadership is in sin but just go to another church and use your gifts and talents and ask god where you should go it's sad when it happens, but it shouldn't we shouldn't say that's it, I don't believe anymore because one guy failed? Oh, read the Bible, folks. Oh my. There's failure everywhere. If we would just stop cherry picking from the Trinity and accept and invite all three to be in every breath and every step of our lives. Can you imagine? A person who has God with them every hour. A person who knows their identity, girls especially. Who know your, that your identity is in Jesus Christ, not a boy or sex. Guys, it's not in money or, or doubt or you got to see it in order to believe it. It's faith, right? A person who knows their identity is in Jesus Christ, and think about the person who's listening and obeying every direction and every step of the Holy Spirit. A person who is unified with the Trinity. Can you imagine? Wow! That's power. That, I was missing that. You probably were sensing it. You know, Pastor Mark's great, and yeah, he preaches good, and all, but there's just something missing. Guess what it was? The Holy Spirit. But he's back, baby. And now I feel complete may take you a while to see it because you're holding something against me, but that's, that's between you and God. I feel complete now. And I, I, I could sit here and be ashamed to say that in front of you, that as a pastor, I forgot who my best friend was, but I did. I just kind of took him for granted. I kind of ignored him, and I was yelling at Jesus, like, Jesus, why haven't you given me this? And God, why haven't you done this? And the Holy Spirit's over there going, hey, uh, dude, um, they're up there. I'm here. I want you to call on me. I'm the one on earth. Remember when Jesus left and he said, I'm leaving, I'm bringing someone because you can't walk with me anymore? I'm the one you're supposed to be walking with. So that might be why you're not hearing God's voice. Because you're not praying to the... We're going to get into this. I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, stop, stop. I'm so excited. Your life's going to be changed. I really believe that some of your prayers have been going to the wrong people. Now, Now listen, before you start quitting the church over the introduction... Anytime you pray to the Spirit, the Father and the Son hear you. They're all one, but they're separate. All I'm talking about is, I think we've ignored the role of the Holy Spirit. That's what we've done. Okay, that's all I'm saying. A person who is unified with the Trinity. Do you know, that's, that's why, I, I, you know, so I don't think we could handle, if, like right now, if we ask God as a group, if we could, can you just picture this? God, we're going to ask for you to transpose all of us right now to the heavenly realm. I would love to see how we all react to the heavenly realm. Some of us would be scared to death if we actually saw what was going on above us. There's power up there. There's force. There's momentum. There's a battle going over this church right now because the enemy wants to shut your ears. He wants to bring in religion to say that's not true. And you're going to go by some scripture that some other pastor taught you in another denomination. And he's going to shut you down and you're going to quit the church and you're going to vanish. There is something going on up there that I don't know if some of us could handle it. And it might be why he doesn't take us into vision up there because I don't think we realize. You know why it's such a powerful force up there? Because there's unity up there between the Trinity. I don't know if we have unity down here yet. But as far as us as a church, we're going to work on that. We're bringing the Spirit back, baby. We cannot afford to grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, I just don't believe in being slain in the Spirit. When the guards walked into the garden, they said, who is this man Jesus? Jesus said, it is I. Boop! All of them slain in the Spirit by a word. I am He. Boop. On the ground. Well, I don't believe that healing is real or relevant for today. Man, I don't know what church you're going to, but it is a lie from the pit of hell. Page after page after page after Amen. page after page. Well, I don't believe the gifts are to be used today. Read. Read. The word of God for crying out loud. Stop just believing what a man is telling you. Listen, there may have been some human people, believe it or not, you may be shocked by it, but there may have been some people who abused worship, but you still worship. There are people who have abused giving in the church, but you still give, hopefully. My point is, as Jesus said in our last series, remember? So what? Who cares that some human people got out of control, that some human people out of ignorance or out of pride, and even for attention, abuse the gifts of the Spirit? Does that nullify the Holy Spirit? Does that invalidate the Spirit? Does that cancel or terminate or obliterate the Spirit? Does that cast aside or bring an end like you're saying to the Spirit, that the Spirit's not relevant today? That's what you're really saying when you're saying the gifts are not relevant. You're saying the Holy Spirit does not belong on earth today. That's what you're saying. I think when it comes to some of our bad experiences in the church, I think some of us need the chair. We do. And Dr. Shelley's going to be in town soon, and we can arrange that. Some of us need to get back to what we once had with the Holy Spirit and stop allowing people and experiences from robbing us of a Holy Spirit lifestyle. Some of us are just ruled by fear. We're afraid of what's going to happen if we actually tap in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't want to act like one of those charismatic people. So we let fear just keep us out of walking in power. Oh, you know what? You know, the greatest way to believe in healing is to actually start a relationship with the Holy Spirit and let him use you to heal somebody. Oh, you're going to believe then. Oh. You're going to have a leg grow right in your hand. And you're going to go, oh. Oh, and they're going to be looking at you like, why are you look so surprised? I asked you to pray and you prayed like you believed and oh, I've never seen this before. Like it grew two inches. Gold dust. Falling from heaven. Huh. I think we'll believe them. See, some of us are just waiting for that. And it's like, no, believe without seeing. That's right. Believe without seeing and then I'll manifest myself. Invite me and then I'll manifest myself. I believe that this is one way that the church and some of us have grieved the spirit by thinking that everything we saw was fake. Mm-hmm. I just want you to think, what if it wasn't? Right. Amen. What if some or most of it was really the movement and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? Do you know when you look at something and you really don't know whether it's the spirit, but you've decided it wasn't, you've actually grieved and you've come really close to blaspheming the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. by saying that that wasn't of God that wasn't the Holy Spirit? What if some or most of it really was the movement of the Holy Spirit? Sure there was fake stuff. That happens whenever whenever there's a movement of any kind. There's always fake people. We love fake people here. We love hypocrites. How else are they going to hear the Word of God? How else are they going to be transformed if they're not in the presence of God? We don't kick them out of here so I don't go to that church because there are hypocrites there. That's a good church! You should go back! That means they feel comfortable and they don't feel judged and they don't feel condemned. Right. So sure, they they need work, but so do you. You you, le- you leaving proved it. Yeah, right. Come on, I love hypocrites because it just gives me a place to start. <laughs> right? I think a lot of times we are hypocrites and we don't even know it. Right. We're so busy pointing fingers that we don't even see the plank in our own eye. Right? right. Wow. wow, it's not even in my not even in my notes. Listen, and here's the thing. How do you know real from fake if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Right. So you better be careful of judging without the Spirit, right? Be careful. Amen. One more comment about church growth here at Light & Life. Here at Light & Life, listen to me. The leaders are not trying to grow a church. Mm-hmm. Right. Guess what we're trying to do? Grow you. Right. That's all we're trying to do, and ourselves. Yep. That's right. Fifth reason. Probably the most important reason that I'm excited about this series is we cannot thrive in this life without the Holy Spirit in our lives. Thrive. Remember our last series, Finding My Purpose, when we said that you can't fulfill God's plan for your life without the help of the Holy Spirit? Remember we said, you are not here just to survive. You are here to thrive. Remember that? I want you to think about this. If Jesus, the Son of God himself, needed the Holy Spirit... To complete his mission. How much more do we need him to complete our mission? Jesus needed him. He didn't kick him out. He relied on him every moment of every day. Well, I found a picture that depicts this godly principle. And I don't know if this is going to be our theme picture for this series or not, but here it is. God's like, isn't this what life feels like at times? At times, right? Let's be real. We're real here. This really is what life feels like at times. Holy Spirit's having a good time, and we're just like holding on for every breath and every step. Like God says, for I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And we're just holding on for dear life. And we're wondering when this prosperous plan for our future is going to come. This is why I always say I don't know how people survive without Christ. I don't know how they survive without a church family. And I want to teach you that you're not supposed to. Do life without the Holy Spirit. No matter what you've heard or seen or have been taught. By the way, one of our leaders brought up another reason that a lot of us need to be activated or re-engaged in our relationship with the Holy Spirit and to learn about Uh, the role of the Holy Spirit. And you may want to lift your toes up for this. I didn't say this. It was one of my leaders and I'm not going to throw them under the bus in case you want to yell at them afterwards. But it was such a good point. I had to put it in. This is what they said. I think what we're saying and what I've noticed is that many of our people are expecting our leaders to be the Holy Spirit for them. And we are not. This is probably maybe becoming the number one reason that people are leaving churches. People who place too much on their church leaders that they are not meant to carry. I'm not saying that you don't ever go to them. That's not what we're saying. We love when you come to us with your issues. We have a tissue for your issue. Finally found a reason to say it. Yes. Yes, we have tissues everywhere. We are a church of tissues. It's actually one of the things we're known for. People have been going all over saying, if you go to that church, you better bring a box of tissues. Well, we have a tissue for your issue, but here's what we want to know. Have you gone to the Holy Spirit first? Because if you do, you may not even need to come to us. Don't go to Oprah. Don't go to Dr. Phil. don't, Don't even go to someone else in the church because Pastor Mark and Angel are too busy. That's a lie from the pit of hell, by the way. That's a reason for you not to deal with your issues sometime. How about you just re- re-engage your, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Make Him your best friend. Someone you talk to every day so He recognizes your voice and you recognize His. Amen. And you say, Holy Spirit, don't say Jesus, don't say God. listen, you know, They're listening. Holy Spirit, I'm struggling with this. And I need help. Will you help me? <laughs> he loves that. He loves that. Yeah. He loves you. Right. He probably loves you more than I do. Mm-hmm. So involve him. Yeah. And you may not ever have to have a counseling session the rest of your life. No doubt. That's probably not going to happen because even the pastor's cabinet, we come to each other for counseling sessions. Uh, yeah. And Angel and Katie are really quick to put us in the chair if we want the ch- chair. Yeah. Most of us run to a church leader first to help solve our issues instead of putting the work in ourselves to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, who, as you will learn, is your GPS for life. He's your counselor. He's your guide. He's your comforter. He's your friend. He's your spiritual leader. But because of a lack of relationship with the Holy Spirit, we run first to humans to fix all of our problems. And then, when they let us down, we vanish. We split. And then some of us add gossip and slander into the next church. Can I tell you something? A lot of the weight that that church leaders carry today would be completely lifted off their shoulders if more of their people engaged with the Holy Spirit as their best friend. That's my point. I didn't realize that until I was studying this out, but now I'm convinced of it. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. From the NIV, says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship. Say fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah, it's an old church word, so we'll get to a better one. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The message version of that passage is pretty awesome. It says, The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship. Say intimate friendship. (laughs) Because this is what he wants from you. Intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. This is just the beginning. I have so much to share with you. The Spirit has been bubbling in me. I almost just told Angel, you're not preaching because I just can't wait to get up there. But I know that God had to teach me some more stuff. The Spirit has been bubbling in me for weeks and I hope that you don't miss one week, not one, not one, not one. If you're not here, please at least listen to it so you can stay in tune with us. Because my hope for you is that by the time we're done, our theme picture changes into something like this. woo Holy Spirit! Let's go! You're calling me to Panama where banana spiders hang over my head? Woohoo! Let's go! Let's go to Russia! Yeah, let's go to Iraq. Let's go to Turkey. Let's go downtown Dubois. Right? Let's go to Sykesville, because we're about to win the whole town over. So why not just get the rest of them, right? Woohoo! I've never spoken publicly before, but you told me to. Woohoo! I'm an introvert, but you told me to speak publicly. Woohoo! Pastor Mark told me to sign up for a mystery guest dinner. And only 5% did. So so if we had to go back to the other picture, that's that's what happened this weekend. Those of you that went to the mystery dinner, did you not have fun? Show them. Yeah. It was amazing. If we were to go back to that, this is what happened with our mystery guest dinner. Uh, My house is too messy. I'm not ready. I'm an introvert, and I'm alone, and I don't have anybody. To go. And I don't want to show up alone. I don't know what excuse you came up with. We had very little attendance with that a participation. Made your pastor. I know. Wonder what it did to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Okay, back to the other picture, Richard. They're getting mad at me. All right. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Right. This is an incredible series that bounces off our Finding My Purpose series. You're going to hear so many words that we mentioned in that series because you can't do anything without the power and guidance of the Holy Spirit. You can't. Words like determination and direction and footsteps and pathways. You're going to hear those words because the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in all of that. And you will never be spiritually successful without the, without the friendship of the Holy Spirit and intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Never. And yet this is what most of us are living without. We're going to church. We're living good lives. We're even doing good things. So I just want you through this series to invite for the first time for some of you or re-engage a relationship or a friendship with the Holy Spirit. What do you think? Are you with me? Do you wanna, can we just begin today with that? How badly do you want it? Beginning next week, we're going to to start the journey of finding out who the Holy Spirit is and a lot, lot more. Um, But today, I just want to ask this question. Where do I start? Where do I start with this? So I asked the Holy Spirit. This is what I believe he said. Start by inviting me. So here's what I want to start. Here's where I want to start. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be your personal Savior, you have to begin there. Romans 10 says this. If you declare with your mouth... Okay, all of these are like you have to say it out loud, like to yourself or whatever to Jesus. But declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess. You claim, you say it out loud. Your faith and are saved. So let's just bow our heads right now. Everybody, everybody, we're not going to raise hands or anything, but I just want you to just focus on the Spirit right now. If you already have the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior... If that is you and you've never once said the prayer, or maybe you can use this prayer to re-engage with Jesus, because you don't have to say the sinner's prayer over and over and over again. Everyone's going to join in with us so that nobody feels pointed out, but we're just going to repeat these words, this prayer. And if that's you, we're not going to point you out. We just want you to begin that journey. And then in a minute, I'm going to give you a direction as we go into prayer. Ready? Let's pray. God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And have fallen short of your righteous standard. standard. Thank you for not leaving me in this state. state. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to die for me. I believe believe he was raised again. again. Jesus, Jesus. I I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life through your spirit. And change me, into a child of God. change me into a child of God. By your grace, By your grace I, will for you I will live for you forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My, life My life is now completely in your hands. Now listen to this next part. And according to your word. To your word. Are you ready? Some of you Christians actually need to re- hear this. I shall never be ashamed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. Anybody that did that? Yes. Now we would like to hear from you if you did that for the first time, just so we can come alongside you, maybe plug you in with some stuff that will help you. We never want you to walk alone. And and so what you're going to focus on as we begin to pray, it is 1130. I'm just going to challenge you. You can go if you have to go, but I'm going to challenge you to stay because I really believe the spirit put something on my heart. Um, if you just said that prayer for the first time, as we worship, before you go, maybe one song, just hang around. I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to be your friend and your spiritual leader. Because a prayer doesn't save you. You have to surrender your will to the Lord. So you have to make Jesus your Lord and Master. And so we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you because the Holy Spirit's the one that helps you understand that. Because a lot of people walk out of church and they're like, I don't understand all of this. I don't understand all of this. It's just too confusing. It's too hard. I could never be Pastor Mark. That's because you're lacking the Spirit. Because the Spirit would say, you don't have to be Him. You don't want to walk the road He walked. I have a special road for you that's a lot easier than what He's walked. So if you just include me, I'll help you understand. I'll give you wisdom. Okay? The rest of us, we're going to hit our knees. We're going to hit our faces right now. And we're going to seek our hearts to see if we may have grieved the Holy Spirit personally and as a church. We're going to repent for it and we're going to invite him back into our lives. You can say, well, we already did that twice. I don't care. We're just going to keep doing it until the manifestation of the Spirit comes. Right? Listen, I know we're doing this in the beginning of a series and you may not understand what we're talking about. I want you, I want you to know you don't have to understand. The Spirit will reveal himself to you. He's a person. He is real. He is real. And he wants to be invited into your life. So let's just start there. This is not a time, by the way, Richard, you can start music. This is not a time to talk to anyone. This is a personal time of you invite him in. Do you know if you just run around and talk, then, then you're grieving his spirit? If you're taking other people away from him, or if you just don't know how to pray and you don't know how to lay prostrate and... You don't know what to say then, then, and then so you decide not to do it and you start distracting other people. You're grieving the spirit in the room and in your own life. Don't grieve him. Engage with him. I want to saturate this series with the spirit of God and I believe we, it begins with prayer. And then I want to continue to bathe it in prayer. I, I ask the leaders um, to come early from now on every, every Sunday. You know, be here by 39 and we're going to be bathing this in prayer. Because I believe the Spirit's going to show up in ways that we've never seen Him show up before. In your life, outside, out there. Not just here. I'm not asking for a charismatic thing. I'm talking about even out there. You're going to come in with stories of what's going on out there because you engage with the Holy Spirit. Can we just seek Him now? Maybe at some point I'm going to have Katie come up and read Isaiah 55. Maybe after the first song, will you do that? The parts that you had. So Richard, be ready for that after the first song. You ready? Ready? come those of you that want to come you can turn around in your own chair you can kneel you can just sit and close your eyes and just say spirit I don't know what he's talking about I don't know how I don't even know what to say so I'm just gonna do what he told me to do and I just invite you into my life reveal yourself to me and I'm just gonna sit here until I get something from you either just a touch or something I know that's real can we just come and leaders especially just? just lay prostrate in a position kneeling or and, and with total honor and reverence for the Spirit and just say Spirit come